0: When's the best time for me to claim Social Security? I can't tell you how many times I've heard that question at REAP Financial. Hey, I'm Chris Herline, Wealth Manager and host of Wealth Radio here on News Radio KLBJ. I wish that was an easy question to answer, but it really does depend on a few different factors. And what many of the successful families we work with find is that sometimes it doesn't pay to wait. So find out the top things to consider when it comes to Social Security with my latest wealth report. Just email me now, chris at wealthradio.com, and put Social Security in the subject line. That's chris at wealthradio.com.
1: Live and local. Every afternoon, 2 to 4. This is Mark, Melinda, and Ed on News Radio KLBJ. Call or text them at 512-836-0590. Thank y'all for having me on. Now, Mark, Melinda, and Ed.
0: 202, good afternoon. Melinda's off today. Ed, how are you? I'm
2: doing great, Mark. Beautiful day out there. What a lovely day this is. Good. Good, good day. Good. good day to be outside. We are outside today, but we're inside.
0: <laughs> Thank you for joining us. Tiger's here producing. We'll take you all the way to 6 o'clock, live and local. We'll start off with shocking, infuriating video out of Times Square in New York City. It shows illegal immigrants beating two New York City police officers who were trying to arrest another illegal immigrant. He was resisting. Yeah. They got him down on the ground, and then the video shows other illegal immigrants start swarming the officers, kicking them, punching them. Right trying to get the officers off of the other illegal immigrants. And it was
2: very simple. They were telling one guy to just move on, don't, don't, don't be right here, move on, and then all heck broke loose. But the true story of this is, is what happened to these guys. They arrested these illegal immigrants, and uh, they had a no-bail procedure. The judge let them out. They're back on the streets. Mm-hmm. They attacked two cops. They attacked two cops, slubbing, slugging, and kicking And they walk? They're not still in jail?
0: Should have been handed over to ICE immediately for immediate deportation. Of
2: course. That's what the common sense is thing to do. That's what you do. And that's what we should do in this country, but we're not doing it. And it's outrageous and ridiculous.
0: One of these guys was already facing two other cases for assault and robbery in Mm -hmm. Manhattan. He stole uh, from Nordstrom Rack in Manhattan, assaulted one of their employees, And then also on a separate occasion at a Macy's in New York City, he punched a loss prevention officer while trying to steal lots of items.
2: And and, and Mark, that's that's there for these prosecutors and judges to look at. And they should have been held with bail. But then to have a person who has multiple offenses while in these United States and just let them walk, that is outrageous and shows us where the judicial system is in some of these big cities with uber-liberal, progressive, leftist, socialist Democrats, DAs. They don't want people in jail. They want people mm-hmm. back on, on the streets.
0: New York City is a sanctuary city. New York State is a sanctuary state. So they have for years said, we don't cooperate with mm-hmm. ICE. Well, uh, And this is exhibit A of how they do it. How do you expect to have any control
2: in this country if you don't? If you don't cooperate with ICE, and you're exactly right. These people should be on the next plane back to wherever their homeland is or wherever they cross to get into the United States, period.
0: Police Benevolent Association President Patrick Hendry in New York says attacks on police are becoming an epidemic. The reason is a revolving door that we're seeing in cases like this one. He says it's impossible for officers to deal effectively with crime and disorder if the justice system cannot or will not protect police that are trying to do their job.
2: It's no risk to the bad guys when they attack police. It's no risk when you go rip off a bodega in New York City or a clothing store or anything. You get caught. You're going to be released. There's no consequences with this. And what do we does this show other immigrants? Hey, those guys down the streets, they didn't get any trouble. We can do what we want to do.
0: We're not going to get any trouble. What does this show to American citizens? What lessons do citizens draw from this?
2: Well, it's a it's somewhat of a double standard in most places when you assault police you're going to go to jail and have a bail you're, you're going to have to post a bail. That's one thing. What else are you what are you trying what do you what else are you Well,
0: bringing? I'm just what I'm what I'm getting at is this story is getting a lot of play now, video, mm-hmm. news coverage, etc. when American citizens see this and they hear that illegal immigrants beat police officers right in the middle of New York City and then they're released without bond. What lessons do they learn from that? What what effect does it have on their attitude about the state of well, things in I, our country?
2: I, I think it will be worse and worse for Joe Biden and those politicians who support these uber-liberal policies to to see with the video that we've all seen – these cops getting beat on the ground by these immigrants. It's gonna, it's, it's, it is starting to be a tsunami of information. I know we're going to talk about polling later in different states, but this is the number one issue to most Americans, immigration. And this does not help the Biden cause or the Dems cause whatsoever when you see this video.
0: Most citizens, uh, I think, are going to be angry about yeah. this, and uh, they're going to be saying, wait a minute, these are our own police officers. If we were to do this, I don't think we as citizens would get this light treatment. Well,
2: of course they wouldn't. Of course they would have to put up bail. Of course they'd get their day in court, but it's just absolutely absurd to have this revolving door of not only immigrants, but of criminals that in and out of the system, in and out of the system.
0: You can weigh in with your thoughts. Call or text us at 512-836-0590. It's Mark and Ed with you at 207, and this is John on 2222. Hello, John. Welcome. How are you? I'm very well. How are y'all this afternoon? Fine. John, welcome, sir.
3: The, uh, the, the point I would like to make is play forward a step with Trump being elected and starting to deport some of What's going to happen is they're all going to migrate to blue cities where they won't be deported. At that point, Trump will not sign anything to give the cities more money. So what will happen, those people will be taxed on the illegal migrants, and that might finally bring about a change.
0: It is possible. It also is going to uh, add fuel to the growing resentment among the citizens of those blue cities who are just fed up with what's going on. Well,
2: sure. We we, we hear reports people leaving San Francisco, L.A., New York and Chicago, but there are a heck of a lot of people there, John, who can't afford to leave, who may have jobs, and they just they're just going to have to sit and take it as their taxes go up and their services go down
3: until they vote the way that will make an a, an absolute change, and that's what forces change when people get motivated to vote for a change, and that's the only way I see it's ever going to happen
0: up there. John, thank you. Have a good afternoon, sir. Y'all too. Thank you. Bye-bye. 512-836-0590. The governor of Massachusetts has now angered a number of people in Boston. The governor announced that she is taking over a youth recreation complex in order to house illegal immigrants in that complex. This is in the Roxbury neighborhood, primarily a neighborhood neighborhood of minorities, and they are livid. They got uh, maybe 48 hours of notice this this is happening, and the governor is going to make $500,000 in improvements mm. <laughs> so that the illegal immigrants can be housed here. And meanwhile, these people say, our kids depend on this, and you're just throwing them out with 48 hours notice. Yeah,
2: 48 hours notice, and you say, we're going to have a $500,000 makeover for uh, this facility that's been ignored—it's not been ignored by the residents because the residents still go there. It's home of more than a dozen programs, community groups, that sort of thing. But in a matter of 48 hours, kaboom! It's going to be housing for immigrants, and they're going to remodel it as they like to say, reimagine the facility. This is this is outrageous because these people need that facility. They use that facility, they want that facility, and that is theirs in their neighborhood.
0: Domingo DeRosa of the Boston Bengals Youth Athletic Organization says the long-term effect is what we're concerned about. Getting these kids back in here, getting them engaged, might not be as easy as one, two, three. We've got them here now. They're doing well, but now you're saying, okay, come back in about four months. Mm -hmm. And he says... uh, we're playing with fire here by doing well,
2: this. Well, you are because you're, these these young people and these other community groups have nowhere else to go. This is their neighborhood. They pay taxes. Yeah, it's in a rundown part of town in a, a situation where it needs an improvement, but that's got to be insulting with, with the governor saying, oh, we're going to give $500,000 to make it better and make it suitable for the 125 families.
0: Uh, Gary is with us on KLBJ at two eleven. Hey, Gary, welcome. How are you, sir?
4: Hey, good afternoon, sir. How are you guys doing?
0: Very well, Gary. Welcome.
4: Hey, uh, just just a, just to weigh in, I'm, I'm I'm sorry I missed what you're just talking about about the Boston thing, but the weigh in on the police officers, they got beat down. I mean, of course, the root cause is the border, Uncle Joe, but these guys are getting shipped to sanctuary cities, and the and, and the and the cities they're running out of money. So the free housing and everything else is going away. So these guys are are, all these immigrants are going on the street and without no money. So here it goes to crime. And that that's was the result of this thing, because there's no money. And it's just a powder case going to happen in Colorado. It's going to happen in Chicago. It's going to happen in New York. Well, it's already happened in New York. And unfortunately, here in Austin, also, probably, I don't know, but it's just it's just terrible. You know, my wife's an immigrant. And I had to pay thousands of dollars, green card, and everything else, and she's got it. But it's you know, I mean, coming from Germany versus the uh, the southern down there, above, Venezuela those are two different things, maybe. But still, it's it gotta come illegally, man. Uh, they got, I, I don't they, see anything. I don't see any fix in it until two thousand twenty-four in November.
2: I, I don't see. You're 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 probably right because it's just going to continue and continue. And now we get these flimsy things from the White House going. Oh, if I just had the money with Republicans, I would close it down. You could have kept the Trump era mandates in place, and this never, ever would have happened.
0: Gary, thank you. There's room for you at 512-836-0590, 213 at KLBJ. Enjoy the podcasts of Mark, Melinda, and Ed
1: at your convenience. You'll find them on NewsRadioKLBJ.com or via the
0: free KLBJ app. Thanks a lot for joining us. 217 Tiger is here producing. Melinda's off today. If you're just touching base, we're discussing a story out of New York City. Video shows illegal immigrants attacking two New York City police officers who were trying to arrest another illegal immigrant, all of the illegal immigrants have been released without having to put up any bond money they're free again and some of them have previous criminal arrests in new york city and we're discussing a story out of boston where the governor of massachusetts has moved in and taken control of a big recreation center in boston for youth it's in an area primarily of minorities and they're being moved out to make way for housing for illegal immigrants and residents in that part of Boston are furious. They got about 48 hours notice and that's it. Uh, This is Tom in Georgetown on KLBJ. Hey Tom, how are you? I'm fine, you? Very well, thank you, Tom.
5: Hey, uh, my reason for calling is uh, with a lot of uh, Venezuelan refugee or whatever, immigrants, coming over. I, yeah, and Like you guys say, they're all like military age. Nobody ever meant, well, I haven't heard the mention of Venezuela's connection with China. I think China has a lot of influence down there.
2: Well, China's got a lot of influence everywhere with their money, Tom, and uh, they throw that around. We know they have influence in Mexico with the fentanyl trade. I'm not sure. I'm sure they probably buy Venezuelan oil or products from Venezuela, so uh, you're probably right. Well, what's your what is your you what's your ultimate point on that? I'm uh, sorry. Ultimate point on that? What is it? How does it, What does that lead to?
5: Well, you know, I'm just uh, I, I see China moving in, and you know, they talk about how the uh, the illegals are are young men that are military age, and where do they come from? It comes from Venezuela, and who's in charge of Venezuela? Probably China. And China sent it to Fenton all through Mexico. I bought a ginger root at the produce store the other day. It was from China. And I took it back.
0: So uh, what I hear you saying is uh, these guys who are coming in may be uh, sleeper cells or could certainly do damage to us if someone gives them a a signal to do it. We
5: have to keep an eye on it. I mean, yeah,
2: yeah.
0: I mean, and you guys have said it. I just haven't, you mentioned the Venezuela's connection with China before. All right. Uh, Thank you, Tom. You have a good one. 512-836-0590. Tom, we don't know who
2: they are. We don't know who they are. We don't know their intentions. We, for the most part, don't know their records with uh, criminal records. We are rolling the dice every single day, and we've been rolling the dice for three and a half years with all these people coming into the country.
0: And some of these people that are in these news stories we're discussing are stealing felony amounts of clothing and other goods. They're not just going out to grocery stores and stealing food Mm -hmm. because they're not being fed well or getting enough to eat. These are hardened criminals going out and committing felony-level theft. So they're not doing it just to... Get by day-to-day, so to speak. And
2: I would dare say they didn't learn that trade just when they reached the United States. They were more than likely criminals in their home country.
0: Bloomberg News has released battleground state pollings for seven key battleground states in the 24 elections. Donald Trump is winning all seven. Arizona, Georgia, Michigan, Nevada, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Trump's smallest margin right now is plus three in Pennsylvania, Arizona, and Wisconsin. He's up in North Carolina by 10 and Michigan by five. Mm -hmm. Democrat strategists say that Michigan and Pennsylvania are absolute musts for Biden to win if he wants to be reelected. Some say if he loses one of those, Michigan or Pennsylvania, he cannot get reelected. So... This is is a growing lead for Trump in these battleground states.
2: And Mark, the only way I see this changing is if Donald Trump is convicted of some things in the in the coming months. That would be the only thing and we have another story about that how voters would become disenchanted with Donald Trump if he were convicted. That's the only way, but if the the Biden people know about this and their strategy is just anti-Trump, 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 with a few mentions of Bidenomics. They shield away from immigration. Mm -hmm. This is disastrous news for Joe
0: Biden. 53% of the people polled by Bloomberg in these seven battleground states say they will not vote for Trump if convicted. One conviction, and they say, we will not vote for him. Now, I don't know, Ed, if those people right now are saying, I'm a Trump voter, or or is that number that 53% a combo of trump and people that maybe are on the fence undecided it's hard to tell by the way this is worded
2: yeah it is i i i picture them as independents are soft trump supporters i think the very core trump supporters will support the president even if former president even if he is convicted of crimes i think i think this I, that's how I, I i detect that mark
0: This polling was done January 16th to 22nd. That's after the Iowa caucuses, before the New Hampshire primary. And it came before the E. Jean Carroll jury award of $83 million that Trump has been ordered to pay to her in that Mm -hmm. defamation case.
2: And there are more coming. Maybe there's going to be something today at the other court decision in New York. So uh, they keep piling on money-wise with Trump. But just, just to look at these... It's Trump up and down, up and down this thing.
0: So if if you're on the Biden team, what do you make of these numbers right now? You, what what are you saying as you sit around the table and discuss this? You're saying these are
2: disastrous. And you're saying, boy, is some, some juries and some courts have to go against Trump on this. But this is just disastrous, especially, as you said, Mark, in Pennsylvania, where Trump is plus three, Michigan plus five, North Carolina plus ten. So uh, this is terrible news for the Joe Biden
0: campaign. 512-836-0590. You can weigh in with your thoughts. Call or text us. The Washington Post has a story today focusing on Michigan, that key battleground state. And it says many of the Arab and Muslim voters in Michigan are saying they will not vote for Joe Biden. They are furious that he sided with Israel against Hamas. And they're saying they're going to try to do everything possible to keep him from getting reelected. Now, they're not saying exactly what they're going to do. Well, they vote for, they're not going to vote for Trump. That's, that's clear in this story. Right, but then right. where do they go? And they haven't made up their mind. Do we go with a third party, an independent, a write-in, or do we just stay off entirely off the presidential race? That's the word from the Arabs and Muslims in Michigan.
2: This is more devastating news because, as you said, in 2020, the Arab and Muslim community overwhelmingly supported Joe Biden in his race for the presidency. Uh, And we know, and and I I scratch my head on this issue because, Joe, we have always, in my lifetime and in in your lifetime, Mark, we've always supported Israel. And the visuals of this attack by Hamas was awful, and I don't, I don't know what the Arab community wants. I, I guess the Arab community wants outrage, as much outrage by Joe Biden to the Israeli offensive as it was to the surprise attack by
0: Hamas, but... Uh, well, they, they, they want the fighting to stop. They want the fighting. They want the Israelis to get out of Gaza. That's right. the immediate goal but, that they're seeking.
2: But here's the deal. Donald Trump really, I believe, has no... He doesn't have control over that. No American president has control over that. The Israelis will do what the Israelis want to do. Granted, we still give them massive amounts of military aid, but they're going to do what they want to do. It's out of Joe Biden's hand or any president's hands.
0: Biden's going to be campaigning in Michigan tomorrow. He won Michigan by 154,000 votes in 2020. And so there are 300,000 Arab and Muslim voters... In the state of Michigan. And if you start uh, chipping away at those numbers, you see how Biden's margin really oh, evaporates. It,
2: it really does. He got the endorsement from the UAW last week, which I scratched my head about, but he got that endorsement with this. This is another devastating blow because... They were a strong voting block in 2020, and if they stay home, if they stay home, even if they vote for somebody else, Mark, that somebody else is not going to garner enough to get the electoral votes in Michigan. So,
0: well, Biden for months now has been uh, indicating that he wants Israel to end its combat operations, and mm-hmm. he's been pressuring them behind the scenes to stop it. I don't know, and, what... and this is yeah. this is the reason why yeah. he's scared to death of losing Michigan. Sure,
2: scared to death of losing Michigan, and scared to death of losing those under 30 years old, those voters 30 years old, Christian, Muslim, college
0: students, whatever. All right, 512-836-0590. Call or text us. It is 228 now with Mark and Ed. News headlines are next on KLBJ. Mark, Melinda, and Ed are on your
1: radio at 99.7 FM or 590 AM. Now, here are Mark, Melinda, and Ed.
0: 231, hope you're having a great day. Melinda's off. Tiger's here producing. Thank you for joining us. Starbucks has fired two baristas at one of their locations in St. Louis. They fired them because the baristas fought back against two would-be robbers inside of Starbucks. Michael Harrison is one of them. He's 20. He says, uh, we were working, and these two guys came in screaming and shouting. One was waving a gun. We had several customers in there. Everybody was ordered to get down on the floor. And Harrison says, they ordered me to open up the cash register to get money out. He tried, but he couldn't. He didn't have the manager Mm -hmm. code to get to the cash. That's when uh, one of the bad guys with a pistol just let this poor barista have it over the top of the head. Just brought that pistol down on his head, but the pistol broke at that point, point. and another barista said, wait a minute, I don't think that's a real gun. It mm-hmm. broke so easily, so he started fighting with the bad guys, and the guy who got hit over the head started fighting with the bad guys. Uh. Ultimately, the baristas won the fight. <laughs> One of the bad guys ran away. The other guy was subdued and held for the police, who arrived on the scene, congratulated the baristas said, thank you, great job, but both now have been fired for fighting back against the bad guys. And
2: this is just so out of whack. These two baristas should be getting promotions. They should be getting gold stars. They should be lauded by their company. But instead, they're kicked to the to the door, and one of these guys says, hey, I need this job so I can go to school and support myself. How dare Starbucks do this? You know, you've got to look at every situation case by case. This guy went to the aid of a fellow employee who was getting whacked upside the head and was uh, smart enough to say, that's not a real gun. They subdued the one guy, and you're right, the other guy left. This is outrageous, Mark. I know you've got policies with these companies, and I just don't understand it. I don't understand it.
0: Starbucks says in situations like this, our training and protocols guide our partners to comply and de-escalate oh this please. is not just for their safety but for the safety of everyone in the store okay they so can- they wanted them to comply and de-escalate they
2: were trying to comply but the guy did not have the codes to get into the money the big money and that's when all hell broke loose they were doing that they were saying okay the money is more important than the safety of customers and employees but the 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 bad guy escalated the situation by starting to it over the head with this fake gun.
0: Well, uh, this happened in December. They were immediately put on uh, suspension, on leave. And then uh, several weeks later, they found out they had been fired. One of these guys now has an attorney. Mm-hmm. The guy that got hit over the head with the fake pistol has an attorney. They're preparing to sue Starbucks. Uh, part of their argument is... This is a really rough area. This is not the first time they've had trouble. They say frequently people come in and screaming, yelling, causing all right, kinds of right, havoc.
2: Right. This is, uh, and I'm not a litigious type of guy. I hope he wins a zillion dollars from Starbucks. I hope, I hope he does. If they, they should give him his job back immediately with more pay for defending the brand and defending his fellow employees. This is just where we are in America. And I know a lot of the big box stores have similar things where if you see someone taking uh, garments or taking uh, merchandise, let them go. Let them go. This is just giving a free pass to the bad guys.
0: Starbucks denies that it has disregarded the employee complaints about security in this location. They said, number one, we temporarily closed the location to make safety improvements, including giving our employees the option of locking the main section of the location and only opening the drive-through. Mm-hmm. That's what Starbucks said. They gave the employees the option: you can lock the front door and only have the drive-through available if, if you feel the need to do so. Hey,
2: how about hiring an off-duty officer? or a rent a cop for security there if it's that bad a deal bad a situation so it's it what kind of business is business i know they make a lot of money on the drive through but still this is a brick and mortar they have booths they have tables and this is this is throwing in the towel to me said okay you have the option you can lock up the main deal that's that's a disservice to the employees and a disservice to their customers too. The good I'd, customers.
0: I'd like to see the criminal record of the two bad guys. I'll bet it's long. Well,
2: I'm seeing the pictures of the two bad guys, and they don't look boys. Look like boy scouts to me. You know what I'm saying? mm mm-hmm. uh, They're they look like hardened criminals.
0: Mm. The one that. Uh, Hit the barista over the head with the pistol. Ended up looking like he really got (laughs) the bad end of the fight.
2: This dude's bleeding from the top of his head. He's got cuts on his forehead and cuts under his eyes. It looked like his nose was bleeding, too. So be it. And this young man who's going to school. This is a strapping young guy, a college guy who was just thinking he was doing the right thing, and I think he was doing the right thing.
0: 512-836-0590. We'd like to hear your thoughts on that situation. Call or text us to join the conversation. The Wall Street Journal says European Union countries and NATO countries are getting nervous. They're starting to realize Trump could win. Now, specifically... They're worried because they remember Trump wanted all members of NATO to meet their pledges of spending Mm -hmm. on defense. And they're worried, uh uh-oh, he may be back in the White House. The Wall Street Journal says last year, nine of NATO's 29 European members met the alliance's target of spending 2% of gross domestic product on defense by 2024. In 2014, only two of them we're spending 2% or more. So it's come up from 2% to 9 It's expected 12 will hit that target this year. But the story says these NATO members are very, very nervous. The ones that aren't paying what they promised that they would pay and spend are getting real nervous about the return of Trump. I don't
2: care. You should be paying up with what's happening in Ukraine in your own backyard. Putin's such an uh, a misgu- unguided missile. Putin could do that to your country, it would seem to me Trump, no Trump, Biden or whatever, they would pony up the needed money for support in their defense of their country, no matter who the American president is. And I don't care. If Trump gets elected, they got to pay up. Biden should make him in. They should be putting uh, the pedal to the metal and make them pay up because of what's going on in Ukraine.
0: Polish President Andrzej Duda says our country is spending 4% of GDP on defense. And he says former President Trump's argument makes perfect sense. He says Poland's richer neighbors in Europe want the American taxpayer to pay for their safety. As president of Poland, I agree with Trump. I would have raised the same argument if I were in his shoes.
2: Exactly right. And there's no excuse for them not to pay up. No excuse whatsoever. And so be it. I... Um uh, yeah, they need they need to pony up because we for so many years and I will give Trump credit for bringing this up, you know, when he was president that hey, why are we footing the bill and some of these countries right in the back backyard of Ukraine and others are not doing anything when they have the funds to do it.
0: Speaking of national security, FBI Director Christopher Ray is appearing before congressional committees today. One of the big stories coming out of what he said is what he says the FBI is detecting in terms of China's efforts to be prepared to take out our key infrastructure Mm. in this country. Mm, 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 mm. Uh, He says they've already disrupted one effort by the Chinese. Here's more of what FBI Director Ray is telling Congress today.
1: China's hackers are positioning on American infrastructure in preparation to wreak havoc and cause real world harm to American citizens and communities if and when China decides the time has come to strike. Ah. Our water treatment plants, our electrical grid, our oil and natural gas pipelines, our transportation systems, and the risk that poses to every American requires our attention now. They're not focused just on political and military targets. We can see from where they position themselves across civilian infrastructure that low blows aren't just a possibility in the event of a conflict. Low blows against civilians are part of China's plan.
0: That's FBI Director Ray today in D.C. One Republican on one of the committees said, think of it this way. They're not trying to steal secrets or uh, interfere with our communications or anything like that. Think of it as They're planting bombs under key bridges, Mm -hmm. pipelines, electric generating facilities, preparing to blow them up so people can't get the benefits of those infrastructure facilities.
2: How scary is that? How scary is that to our country? And again, it goes back to the immigration. We see those from mainland China coming through our borders here in Texas. Again, we don't know who they are. We don't know where they're from, their military age. That is flat out scary for this country.
0: 512 836 0590. Get in here and share your thoughts. Call or text us. It's 241 now with Mark and Ed on News Radio KLBJ.
1: Mark, Melinda, and Ed are on your radio at 99.7 FM or 590 AM. And you can stream the show live on your digital device via the free news radio KLBJ app. Now, here are Mark, Melinda, and Ed.
0: It's 2.45. Melinda's off today. She'll be back tomorrow. Tiger's here producing, and Bruce is calling from North Austin. Hello, Bruce. How are you? I'm well. How are you guys? We're doing very well. Welcome, Bruce.
6: So the reason I'm calling is I heard you say that Christopher Ray said that China and other countries are planning to do that. Yes on us. You know, we can't trust that guy, right? We all know that already. He's lying, he's saying other countries are gonna do it when it's really gonna be our own country, our own deep state that is gonna attack because they're gonna do anything they can to derail Trump getting back into office
0: so do you do you think uh that attack or that effort would come prior to election day or what what are you envisioning there
6: yes i think it's going to be sometime before election day and i'm not saying i know what it's going to be but there's talk of you know underground news channels and uh outposts i guess that really tell the truth if you listen to fox and cnn they're all lying as you know but uh
0: what do you make Something of
2: that, Ed? You know, with all due respect, I don't think that's going to happen, sir. I don't. I don't believe Ed, that the deep state will do that. I just, I, I don't believe that. And I'm, I'm just being I real know. honest with you. And and I know you you believe that, and I respect your opinion, sir. But I just don't believe that's going to happen. And but if Ed, it if it if it did happen, example. if it did happen before the election, it would help Donald Trump and not Joe Biden.
6: No, they're going to say, uh oh, we can't have a just like just like in Ukraine this year." Uh, Vladimir Zelensky just canceled all the elections. He doesn't have the right to do that. He just did all that in Ukraine. Is that on the news? No. Did you hear about that, Ed?
2: No. Yes, I, I've I read about that. I, I didn't read about that, sir.
6: Okay. I know they're. Hey, a, Ed, I know they're a in a time example. of.
2: I know they're in a time of war, sir, and I'll, I'll look into that, sir. Thank you.
6: Yes, but you're the perfect example of someone that just listens to your everyday, run-of-the-mill, uh, Fox. CNN type uh news outlets well the Mm -hmm. truth is underground if you look at other other areas of information you're going to find the truth so i'm not trying to scare people i'm just trying to tell Mm -hmm. everyone the truth
0: okay so uh all right bruce thank thank you you. bruce have a good day sir we appreciate it 512-836-0590 get in here and join the discussion Mm -hmm. also at the capitol today the ceo's of the biggest social media platforms are testifying before Congress. This is Mark Zuckerberg and uh, all of those big honchos. The topic is how our children are being threatened. What are the dangers facing our children when they're online on these social media platforms? This is, we,
2: we, this, we all know that this is it is an epidemic with children on social media, and... Well, th- they've got to do an unbelievably better job, meta, TikTok, Instagram, because of the algorithms that are out there that will link these impressionable teenagers with a bunch of perverts and creeps with their algorithms that, uh, for example, Instagram's algorithms connect a vast network of pedophiles. TikTok's algorithms serve teen weight loss videos and other content that would sway kids. Part of this is to the parents. The parents have to supervise and say, what are you looking at? What are you doing? But I believe that these tech companies must do a better job of protecting children with, you know, eliminating these algorithm, algorithms that connect the bad guys to the kids.
0: How, how do they connect the bad guys to the kids? Well, they, Elaborate it, it just on that. says
2: that Instagram's algorithms connect a vast network of pedophiles. I don't know if you log in. And the teens click something on Instagram or some link that will put them. That's that I don't know, Mark. This is just what I'm reading uh, from the Wall Street Journal report today, and heard a little bit of up today of the of the hearings.
0: Well, you do. Do you want to leave it up to these companies to make changes, or would you like to see the Congress write laws to enforce changes?
2: In a perfect world, I want the companies to do that, and if they can't do it. Last resort is the government getting involved. But again, it starts with me with parents. Parents. I saw an interview today of a a mother and a teenage girl. Looks like she was 14 or 15 who got on one of these. I think it was Snapchat and thought she was talking to another teenager. Mm -hmm. And she started sending nude pictures to this what she thought was a teenager, okay. and it was an adult male. And that is her fault, but there are no safeguards on Snapchat to make sure this is a teenage, another teenager. And it's, you don't send nude pictures anytime, but it was a teenager to teenager, not a teenager to adult, where the adult was fooling this young girl to send sexually explicit pictures.
0: I'm trying to think of how a social media platform would prevent an adult from lying about their age, pretending to be another teenager.
2: I, I don't know how you do that. That's above my pay grade. And that mother, the poor child's mother, was there on this interview, and I felt so bad for the mother, but I felt bad for the child. If the mom would have had a little more supervision, a little more insight and just say, "Hey." you never send nude pictures anywhere.
0: Did the girl end up going out and meeting this guy?
2: Uh, not to my knowledge, okay. but it was one of those deals where it was a blackmail was involved, where they say, we've got those nude pictures, we'll oh, expose okay. them to your family and your okay. friends. I oh, got yes. you. Yeah, that, one of, those, All that right. one of those
0: deals. Here's Mark Zuckerberg, the CEO of Facebook and Instagram. He is the founder of the parent company, Meta.
2: Parents should have the final say on what
5: apps are appropriate for their children and shouldn't have to upload their ID every time. That's what app stores are for. We also support setting industry standards on age-appropriate content and limiting signals for advertising to teens to age and location and not behavior.
0: Did anything get accomplished today besides a bunch of grandstanding by politicians?
2: Well, they, were, they were grandstanding, but it's public awareness. I know Lindsey Graham said, you've got blood on your hands to these these tech guys. And apparently Zuckerberg turned and apologized to a group of parents who were there who had lost children because of what they did on social media. I don't know if anything's going to be accomplished. I don't I – don't, probably not.
0: Those were parents who had kids uh, die of fentanyl overdoses? Yeah, I believe so,
2: yes. They had their pictures of their children and stuff. I
0: Again – that's that's a, That's another thorny issue. Mm-hmm. How does the platform prevent a 16-year-old – from uh, striking a deal to buy what they think is uh, some prescription drug, right? Uh, but it ends up being loaded with fentanyl, right? How how does the platform prevent? That?
2: I know there's a what I've, what I don't remember which one it is, but the message just disappears very very quickly where you can't trace it. I don't
0: That's Snapchat That's Snapchat. Yeah. Okay,
2: I don't know if that plays into that, but there are bad people out there who are exploiting these children, and it's not the tech companies per se. The tech companies need to do And I don't know what they can do to prevent things like this, but for their safety and background, maybe it is logging on every time with your identification.
0: Here is the TikTok CEO, Shuji Chu, with thoughts on the situation.
2: Our robust
5: community guidelines strictly prohibit content or behavior that puts teenagers at risk of exploitation or other harm, and we vigorously enforce them.
0: Linda Yaccarino is the CEO of Twitter which is X.
1: We're applying to the Technology Coalition's Project Lantern to make further industry-wide progress and impact. We've also opened up our algorithms for increased transparency.
0: And here's Lindsey Graham ripping into the CEOs of these social media platforms.
3: Every American who's been wronged has To have somebody to go to to complain. There's no commission to go to that can punish you. There's not one law in the book because you oppose everything we do, and you can't be sued. That has to stop, folks.
0: All right, here are the numbers 512 836 0590. Ed is stepping out of here a bit early today. Brad Swale joins me next, right after the news, and we'll take you all the way to 6 o'clock right here on News Radio KLBJ.
1: Most professional exterior paint jobs are guaranteed two to three years. Rhino Shield is guaranteed for 25 years. Hey, everybody, Todd Jeffries here for Rhino Shield. It's a ceramic coating that is eight times thicker than paint. It can be applied over any surface, including wood, bricks, stucco, steel, hardy board, vinyl, even your roof. And right now, they're offering a 15% discount. For a free quote, Texas Rhino Shield at 855 855- rhino tx that's 855 rhino tx and online texas com.